You are now listening to the next great small business podcast. Welcome to the SME Stories Podcast, where it is all about small businesses in Canada. And here's your host, Ken Alfred. All right, guys, thanks for downloading the show. We got a great episode today. So this is going to be another mono episode or solo episode today. And today we've talked, sorry, what I've covered in the past, we've talked about different type of businesses or different services you can consider as a small business owner. I know we've talked about legal, we've talked about insurance, we've talked about, I believe, technology support as well. But today's topic is going to be more, what can you do to actually outsource particular service to actually run part of your business? Now, the other services I talked about were mainly outsourcing a task for, it, like I said, legal support or something, or insurance, which can generally cost you know, a fair bit of dollars. Uh, so today it's more like, how can you try to be more efficient while you're running your business? One site that I found today, and not that say I found today, but I've also used in the past, so it's not like I've never used this company before, is a company called Fiverr. Now, for those who are not familiar with Fiverr, Fiverr is basically a freelance site for anyone who's offering services. So if you're looking to do something for your business, and you need uh, a little bit of help, but you don't want to hire an employee and you don't want to try to go out and try to recruit someone, even a contractor or something like that, you can use a, a site like Fiverr. So what it is, there's a bunch of different services that are on there and you can, anyone can do this, right? So any of the sellers that are offering services, they'll have a profile up. It's almost like online dating in a way where you can click on a particular service, you can click on a particular seller, and they have their little bit of a elevator pitch on why you should use them and what type of services they offer. So one of the advantages of using this type of service is one, you said that to try to find time to recruit someone through traditional recruiting channels, whether you go to, a, I don't even know if these sites, I'm sure these sites are around, like going to a monster or a workopolis. I remember, I don't know if that, those are on that I might date myself because I don't usually look, use those sites, but any normal traditional recruiting means you're going to be posting here, I'm looking for this. And then you have to filter for all these potential people that want to work your job, right? Or work the project that you're looking to hire for, whether it's a receptionist, customer service, someone to do web design, all that sort of stuff through traditional recruiting channels. You have to go through a lot of stuff, filter through all these resumes, and then you got to figure out, you got to debate compensation and benefits if you're going to offer it. And obviously for small business owners, we don't really want to do too many benefits offer at this point, unless we're really high up in terms of revenues and all that sort of stuff. What came along was Fiverr and I think it came out many years ago and I've used them in the past, like I mentioned, and all these different sellers, they have their profiles up and you can filter through the site and look for a particular type of service and review all the sellers. So who is this meant for? Small business owners who either have a temporary project that they need or something that could be considered ongoing right? Because one of the services, there's a few, there's many services we can talk about that they use. And one of those could be let them deal with your customer service, for example. So you can go to, if you can try to find a seller that offers customer service or virtual assistance, and they can do tasks either on a per project basis, or you can actually try to hire them, let's say, to do monthly work for you. Now, it depends on the type of service that they're going to offer. So you have to account to your budget uh, accordingly. What kind of services can you do? Pretty much almost anything here. So this is mainly an audio one. So you can easily go to fiverr.com and you can scroll around as well. So I just, all I'm going to be doing today is just talking on some of the basic points that you can use Fiverr for. 
and some different types of levels of sellers that you might be encountering, how to navigate a little bit of the tool and in different ways to filter your searches. So it's a lot easier for you to try to find what you're looking for. So if we take a look at the first thing is what can we look for on it? Now, if you go to the main site, which I'm on right now, and I'm, like I said, maybe in the future we'll do video and you can, I'll share my screen and we can start doing stuff like that. But you're going to see, basically, you have a choice of either a lot of services are bundled up into different categories. We have graphics and design. We have digital marketing. We have writing and translation, video animation, music, audio, programming and tech. We have business stuff, lifestyle, trending stuff. But even by scrolling over any of these things, you're going to see a lot of different subservices or subcategories within that bundled service of, let's say, graphic design. So under the graphic design section, for example, you can look for someone that can do your logos, your brand identity, your gaming, if you're doing a web or app design, a marketing design, of architectural building design, and fashion and merchandise. So a lot of different design options. And of course, one of the more popular ones also too is on a category of digital marketing. You got social media marketing, you got local SEOs, strategy, public relations, content marketing. So we got a lot of different subcategories within each of these sections here. Now, like I said, you can look for almost anything here. And when if you cannot find anything here, there is also just a main search bar right on the top of the page. So you can really type out if you're if you can't find it or you want to try to be more specific because it can easily, what I call this is you can be easily overwhelmed. For those of you who have Netflix, for example, one of my beefs with Netflix back then was that you, there was just so much out there that you're trying to scroll through to try to find a particular movie or TV show. Your head starts spinning after a few minutes because you're cycling through everything. Well, it can be the same with Fiverr as well because there's a lot, it's a very popular site. There's a lot of, there's hundreds upon thousands of sellers that are there and there's hundreds of thousands of buyers. So pretty much remember, Viver is basically like a class of online classified ad section. That's basically what it basically is. Back to this. So we have different levels of sellers. So sellers is obviously people you're trying to recruit to do something for you. I wouldn't say recruit, but let's say the, they're the people that you're trying to find who can do a particular service that you're trying to do for your business. Like I said, on a project level or maybe on a short term or long term basis. So there's about several different levels of sellers. Now, most common ones, and like I said, there's the new seller, there's the level one, there's the level two, and then there's the top rated seller. And there's more other stuff too for like Fiber Pro, but I think we'll, I'll touch that a little bit later. So when you're looking for a particular seller, what you're doing is when you create your own profile there, more as a buyer, you're not really there to sell anything. What every seller has is what is called gigs. Now these gigs can be, those services that you're seeing there. Now for new sellers who start on, they get pretty much up to about, I believe, seven different gigs that they can do. Now, what you want to make sure you're, you're keeping in mind in is that when we mean gigs, we don't mistake gigs with services. So if you're a seller, for example, and you're offering website design, what they mean up to seven active gigs is usually seven gigs related to website design. So if let's say you did website design and another thing you do is, let's say, I'm trying to think of something here, or let's say building design or something like that, you could not load, you cannot load that business, that building design into your website design. So you can have different types of gigs within website design. And I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now, but that's basically what it is. If you wanted to add a different service, so like I said, from a seller's perspective, you would actually have to pay a little bit more 
to actually add different services to it. So anyways, from the new sellers, they are ones that they're basically, as I say, new. Their rates are going to be, doesn't necessarily mean the seller is going to be the cheapest rate. And like I said, again, different services will require different budget levels. So I think one of the first things you do is when you're using Fiverr, even just searching for it, see the range of budgeted services for it. And you want to see all the ratings that are attached to it, because that's what's going to gear you into who should you use. And even on the main website, you'll actually see, depending on the type of service that you're looking for, Fiverr will also say, here are a list of sellers that have multiple or repeat buyers. So for something like that, you can see, all right, these are the people that are mainly being used. Because the pro and con of sellers is that there's the pro is you can get someone who's really new and maybe their rates might be a little bit less. Because as, you, as we're going to talk about, the higher the level, the more cost it's going to be to use that particular seller. So the new sellers, they're new kids on the block kind of thing. They may have a little bit of a different price level. They might be a little bit cheaper compared to the other ones. And maybe they're make, they could be more accommodating to, let's say, some custom work you might want to work with them. Okay, so that's going to be the new seller. When you get to the level one seller, now these are the ones that have been around for, uh, and I'm just going to, I'm just going on the website right now and I'm going to show them the different points of what is the requirement to be a level one. So if you're a seller, so if you're from a business owner trying to look at a level one seller, basically know that if you're going to talk to a, if you're going to be reaching out to a level one seller, they have been on, they have been on the platform of Fiverr for at least 60 days selling something. They've also completed at least 10 orders all time. They have earned a minimum of $400 in sales through orders. That ratings thing that we talked about, they've maintained a 4.7 out of 5 star rating over the last 60 days. They also deliver a 90% response rate over the last 60 days. So response rates obviously are if you decide to find a seller and you reach out to them and say, hey, I really like your service. Can we work together? They have to respond within, I'm not sure of the exact one because I'm not a seller. They have to make sure they're responding within a certain amount of time. So obviously, the sooner they are, that response rate is going to go up. If they take at least several days to respond, then they wouldn't, the response rate wouldn't be very high. They also have to score a 90% order completion rate over the last 60 days. So if they say that it's going to take two days to do your particular project, 90% of the time, they have to be able to deliver on that particular promise that they said they're going to do. And they have to make sure they have completed orders. If they achieve 90% on the delivery time, so sorry, maybe I got that backwards. So if they're achieving an on-time, 90% on-time delivery score. So if they say two days, they're they're finishing it within two days, right? 90% of the time, when I said about the order completion rate, That is more like for all the orders that they have, they need to make sure that 90% of them have been, because it could depend on the project, but if for some reason they're flooded with orders and the orders are taking a lot longer, then their scores start to go down. And they receive no warnings over 30 days. So obviously with warnings, if you're not happy with the level of service, they're not reaching out to you. And I'll give you a quick story here. One of the services I used Fiverr for, this is many years ago, so I can't, I, I hopefully this is not happening anymore is I reached out to someone to do some kind of, uh, I think it was for my mobile card detailing business. And I think I was asking someone to 
create a logo or search SEO type stuff for the business so I can get noted because I'm not an SEO specialist and I'm not very creative when it comes to that. And I think I was dealing with a particular seller who's from another country. And what they decided to do was they completed the service and they would start messaging me and they are trying to see if I can not just do work with them, but send them money directly as opposed to completing orders through Fiverr which is a big no-no. Because if you're a seller, you have to make sure you use the Fiverr platform. You cannot reach out to a buyer directly and say, oh yeah, instead of sending, instead of giving your credit card to Fiverr, you can send me an e-transfer and then you don't have to pay any extra fees. Because part of the payment process is when you order something, let's say you order a $50 job, there's going to be some fees tacked on from Fiverr. Now it can range depending on, and I I don't uh, know the exact fee uh, right now off the top of my head. But what this seller was trying to ask me to do was to try to sell them, to give them more, to e-transfer them the money to do work, extra work. That's Because I guess as a seller, remember that gig, you're not allowed to offer extra gigs or extra services unless you pay extra. And I guess the person was trying to get around that process. And I reported them to Fiverr because look, I'm every time I run a business and I try to be 100% legit, sorry, I've, I try to, I follow the process. I'm not going to go outside of it to save me a couple of dollars if it's going to lead me to more drama or more stress having to deal with a supplier that's now trying to reach out for more money. So that's one of the things you have to be So as a seller, you have to make sure you have no warnings like that. I think they've changed that up now. Sorry. So another thing is, one thing you have to remember is one thing sellers can do is what's known as a custom offer. Now for custom offers, what it is, is that if you reach out to a seller and say, hey, I'm looking for this project to to potentially do this. And they might, because they might say they like, they read through the seller's profile. What they're, what they want, what they need to do from this, from the buyer's perspective is similar to what the seller's offering, but may not be fully laid out there of what it is. So if it's not listed on there, they might ask, Hey, can you do this as well? If it's not listed on their profile, what they can do is sellers will do is that They've been reached out by the buyer and what they will do is they will create something called a custom offer. Well, they say, oh, okay, for this project, I can do the, this service, this extra service and all this sort of thing, and they can send it to you. But yeah, you can have up to a custom offer up to $20,000 each, which I, okay, I'm not going to be spending that kind of money, but I guess if you want to, that's what you can do with level one sellers. They can sell, they can offer you a custom job of up to 20K. So after level one sellers, there are level two sellers. Now, these ones obviously have a little bit more criteria, higher criteria than the level ones. Free, you don't really have too much of a criteria because you're brand new. You've been less you've been less on the platform for less than 60 days. Level one sellers, you've been on the platform for 60 days, completed 10 orders, earned $400, and some of the other stuff. So when you get to level two, you're a little bit more experienced. So you're a freelance person that actually, another seller, these level two sellers, have been doing this longer and they have more volume in terms of orders. So they have way more experience. So when you decide to go to level two, it's almost double what level one is. So when you're dealing with a level two seller, you're dealing with someone who's been at least on the platform for 120 days. They've already completed at least 50 orders. And instead of $400, like the level one, these guys have earned $2,000 or more. And same thing applies for some of the other things. They've 
4.7 star rating over 60 days, response rate, order completion rate, on-time delivery score, no warnings. Okay, so that's who you're going to be dealing with a level two seller. And from there, and obviously from the seller's perspective, they just get to do more gigs. So we're not going to talk about those ones there. So obviously now we're going to go to the top rated seller. Now, now these sellers, they've been around for Fiverr for a lot longer. They've been on, they've been on Fiverr selling their service for a minimum 180 days. They've completed over a hundred orders. And they've also earned $20,000 of revenue or more. So these guys have, are very experienced for what it, what they've been doing. So when you're taking a look at all these different ones, understand that from your new seller, generally, you're probably going to get a little bit of a lesser price in terms of services. Level ones, but higher, twos higher, and even the top rated seller will definitely be the most expensive. I wouldn't say most expensive, but they'll be up there. So these are the types of sellers you're going to potentially see. Now, if you're still not too sure, let's say you need something even higher, you know, we want the best of the best. Then you have something called the Fiverr Pro. Now, the Fiverr Pro is something where they're about the pro level. These guys are the cream of the crop when it comes to freelancers. And what Fiverr does is they they vet pretty heavily from what they're saying for every freelancer that is on that is labeled a pro. Now, same thing. These pros can do almost anything. Like you can you can look in the pro section of Fiverr.com slash pro. So what Fiverr does is part of the vetting process is there's a, a combination of a few different things. What is the seller's background information? How much experience do they have? Are they do they have ongoing excellence? And keep in mind, any seller can apply to be a pro. But apparently, but according to Fiverr, only 1% of applicants earn that pro status. Now, generally what pros actually do is they are the ones that really go above and beyond. Now, ideally, every seller goes above and beyond. So you think that the newest ones will try to go above and beyond because they're new. But these pros are the ones that have demonstrated over a longer period of time that they're willing to go above and beyond to make the buyer or the client buyer, which is basically us as small business owners, happy. So they go above and beyond that. Now keep in mind too, they are also the most, ex- they are the most expensive that you're definitely going to get. So let's say if you're a uh, seller, a level, a new seller, and you're selling $50 for a service, These guys will definitely be several hundreds to maybe $1,000 per gig because they've earned that pro status. Because if you have some budget, they obviously want you to lean on the pro. You get your own account person and all these sort of different things. So you're you're treated like a VIP because you're going to be investing more into Fiverr. And you're, like I said, they want to make sure whoever they use as a pro is that person that's not going to give you a hard time, that's not going to deliver that's not going to give you the quality of work that you're looking for. So that's the Fiverr Pro. And the last thing I'll try to talk about, which I'm not really going to touch too much on, but I'll briefly talk about it, is the Fiverr business. Now, 
For Fiverr Business, the from what I gather from this, it looks like it's for more of the bigger companies that need uh, a freelancer. So let's say you're a bigger company and you have a project, but you, like I said, but to save costs, you still don't want to go through the traditional recruitment channels that we talked about. So you try Fiverr Business and that's more of a collaborative type of thing. So let's say you might need to add a team member for a particular project. That's where you can definitely use the Fiverr Business Pro, that Fiverr Business 4. Okay, so what I'm going to do about now is basically I'm just going to talk about just briefly talking about the tool itself, how to actually use it very briefly, because I think it's from what I looked at the Fiverr site, it is pretty simple and straightforward. I don't think it's going to be too complicated, but just little things you need to think about. So when you're starting to look for a service and let's say and right now I am on the service, I clicked on infographic design, for example, for those of you who don't know infographics, they're the ones with a lot of information on the on on a, almost like a one pager. There's information, but there's visuals that kind of makes you understand whether it's charts, whether it's a little charts, bar graphs, whatever you want to talk about it, or some nice pictures on there as well. So it's a lot easier to read. So for example, when you're first going to the site, you're going to see, and I'm going to use infographic as an example, is you're going to see how many services are available. And at this, at the date of this recording, this is around May, is around almost 5,000 services are available. So there, you got a lot of different people who offer this service. Right. And the first thing you're going to see is it's going to sort by the recommended. So those sellers who keep have a lot of orders or are constantly being used and using the platform, the more you the more work you do, the more recommended you'll be, depending also on your rating as well. If you have a good rating, you're definitely going to look at. It. So you can see from so what you can what I can see from here is that we have different service providers that are on that. If you talk, if you remember earlier, I talked about the sellers with a number of repeat buyers they're going to be in the recommended section here, right? So at this one, it ranges from $26 for uh, infographic design to maybe potentially $67 for the same type of thing. Now, what you can do from the site is there's a few different buttons. You'll see a seller, you'll see a service option. You'll see, and that, that one, depending on the type of format you want, that will be what it is. But I would say mainly look at the seller details. So you can click on the seller details and from here, you can actually filter for who are you looking for. You can look at new sellers only, level one only, two, or even the top rated sellers. So you can filter for that first thing that you can do. So if you're more budget conscious, then maybe you want to either try a new or mid say, you know what, maybe I'll do a level one because I just want someone that's a little bit newer, but they can still provide me. The second thing you can think about is what language the seller speaks. They have... In this particular case, infographic design, there's over 25 different languages spoken. And you can obviously filter for it like English or French or anything like that. But also from the buyer's perspective, if you want to deal with sellers that, let's say, live in your country, I'm based in Canada, this podcast is Canada. So in this particular case for infographic design, I can filter for up to 29 different sellers that live in Canada. So I can apply these filters and say, apply. And then I'll be, it'll narrow, it'll whittle that list of over almost 5,000 down to, let's say, almost, let's say if I did it based on country, let's say it'll show me the top, the 29 that I'm looking for. But also on the site there, you'll see, aside from the details, you can enter, a, there's a budget section, you can enter a budget in there if you want from the minimum to the maximum. You can also specify delivery time. Do you need something that is within 24 hours? 
up to several days, up to a week, whatever. Just keep in mind, the sooner you need it, the more you're going to pay for it, right? Because for reputable sellers, and when we were reputable, not just based on ratings and price, is also you can see in a seller's profile how many orders they're currently working on. So even though you might look for the cheapest seller because they have the cheapest price, but if they have 20 orders ahead of yours, it will take time unless you want to pay extra to be pushed to the front of the line. Okay? So that's something that you have to, to consider. But also on this top section here, you have a th also three different options as well. So aside from the filtering options we have, we can turn on different things. So if you've used Amazon before, if you're a Prime member, so you have a membership, so you get free shipping or a little bit, whatever. If you're looking for a particular product, you can specify, if you're a Prime member, only products that are eligible for Prime. The same thing for Fiverr. You can specify, do I only want, if I want to look at the pro sellers, I can click on that and it'll filter that list down to say, okay, who are the pros? So who is that 1% that meet that criteria that go above and beyond? Right, so here, I did an example. I clicked on pro services for infographic design. Now, if you remember what I talked about, we saw some that are like $26 for infographic design all the way up to 67, and those are the recommended. So just the starting price for a infographic design from a pro services seller, you're looking at almost 195 to, let me see what else is on here, over almost up to $600 for the same type of service compared to some of the other sellers. So these ones are member. So keep in mind your budget when you want to deal with something like this. And then of course you can also filter, sorry, you can also select those who are online right now, right? Because depending on who you go with, especially if you try to go with some of the lesser expensive sellers, some of them may not be in your country. So you have to under, you have to keep in mind for time difference. So if let's say you're trying to, if you're trying to make a, a decision a little bit sooner and you don't want to wait for them, then you can click on this button here that'll tell you who's online right now so that if you want to message them to say, hey, I'm looking to do this, that, and the other, can you do this and all that sort of stuff, you can click on that. So my experience with Fiverr has been generally good. I've never really had, aside from that one issue where that seller was trying to ask me to send them more money through e-transfers, which of course I did not do. And I reported them to Fiverr. The sellers on Fiverr are actually fairly decent for what I've used. I've had them create logos for me, SEO stuff for me, Amazon product listings, sites, copywriting. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word there. Copywriting services. So they definitely help the small business owner get stuff done. What I think you can use these guys for Almost anything. If I was to pick someone right now, for example, I would probably look at either getting a, if I don't have a design. So if I'm starting a company from square one and I'm trying to say, what can I do? What can I outsource quickly? What I would look for is if I don't have a logo, if I don't have any, anything graphic, because like I said, if I'm not, since I'm not super creative, I would look to those type of services, whether it's a logo design or some type of website design. That's probably what I might look at. I think once you have at least the look of your company, the next thing I would probably consider is definitely once you've figured out your sales process of how you're going to try to generate revenue from your uh, business, 
is then probably look to hiring a virtual assistant because they can actually help out. Do a, they can do a lot of things for you. Because if you're a one-person shop, there's so much that you have to do. You do sales, you do marketing, you do accounting, you do a customer service, you're the PR person, you're the, you could be the, the cook, you could be the electrician, you could be everybody for your business. So using Fiverr can definitely help. Having a good VA can definitely help as well because if for some reason, if you're trying to, let's say if I was to get a VA right now, I would say, okay, here are a list of companies. Here are some small businesses that I found that I would love to have them on the podcast. I would probably use a VA to say, okay, if you can do, because they have, you can have ones that have sales experience, great customer service. They can go in and they can reach out to these other businesses to say, hey, come on Ken's podcast. We're looking for that type of business. We would love to do an episode, all that sort of stuff. So I would probably use them to do that or to remind me of what's, who hasn't responded back to those initial follow those initial reach outs to want to be on the podcast. So that's how I would use it. So like I said, they want to get too specific with every type of service that can be offered and what is the rate, because I think it's a really good site for you to do some looking to see, okay, if I work with a small business right now to offer a particular service, I have some, let's say local people that are offering me this much. Let me just do a quick comparison. Then if I decide to, let me just see if I re outsource this to someone on Fiverr, how much are they going to do it? And then you weigh your pros and cons of who you're going to do. Now, the Fiverr customer service that I've dealt with has been really good. I've not had any issues with them. And that's one of the advantages of it. And I don't need a lawyer for it because all the legal language is usually there when you sign up to become a buyer, but also to sign up be to become a seller. So I would definitely say it's worth a checkout if you want to try to make your business a little bit more efficient. And especially if it's something that you're not very strong in. If you don't have that skill set, definitely outsource. Because remember, we don't want to be juggling 50 balls in the air. In a perfect world, you outsource everything. And the only two things you're focused on uh, is sales and a little bit of customer service or growing your sales team. Sorry, growing your sales revenue and building your business to a, to a greater level. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed doing this one. And I will post the links on the show notes for Fiverr and some of the links that some of the sellers profiles, just so you have, you can quickly click on it and look at it. So with that, guys, thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the SME Stories podcast, which is owned by Northway Capital Group. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Northway Capital Group.